Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you. Welcome to Series 3 of the Tim Hill Podcast. In the last two series, I've told you about my life. I've met many interesting people along the way who have become my friends. And what they all have in common is they all have fascinating stories of their own, which they are happy to share with you now. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to interview Anita. Anita lives in Nigeria and she's going to tell us all about her life. So, Anita, if you can tell me when and where you were born, and if you can describe what it was like, where you grew up, and the sort of education that you received. Over to you, Anita. Okay. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I'm Anita Babs, and I'm from Nigeria, just like you said. And I was born in March 30th. 2002 in Delta State, Nigeria. And I grew up in Delta State. I stayed in Delta State for 14 years. So we relocated to Lagos State and I had my primary education there and half of my secondary school education in Delta State, Nigeria, before relocating to Lagos State. So now I'm done with high school, obviously. And um, a fresher, a freshman at the University of Nigeria. Sorry, at the University of Ibadan in Nigeria, studying law. So I think that's pretty much all about my background. And I forgot to say that I have uh, two siblings, a brother and a sister. And uh, my brother is uh, 14 years old this year. My sister is um, 16. She'll be 17 um, in August. So that's just all about it. Okay. So what is the area that you grew up in? What's that like? Is it a big city? Well, I grew up in, yeah, it's uh, a major city in Delta State. I grew up in Wari, and uh, it's kind of a boisterous city. But my parents are kind of reserved, and they don't really let us um, mingle with uh, people who are so let's say too rough so I don't most people don't even believe that I grew up in worry in Delta State because we are not like that I and my siblings we are kind of calm and reserved and all <laughs> so it doesn't even look as if we grew up in Delta State particularly worry in Delta State okay so so you're now in university is it and what are you actually yeah. studying I'm studying law Which at the University of Ibadan and what part of law are you studying, or is it just general law to start with? Yeah, general law to start with. Then when we get to 300 level, that's year three, then we can uh, pick the kind of law we want to study. But I think I have interest in criminal law. Okay, so you fancy going into court as a, as a, a barrister? <laughs> yes, of course. Going to stand up for people's rights? Going to protect the, uh, <laughs> try and get the innocent off? Yes. Well, I think I really um, like justice because I hate it when people are mistreated. So I always feel like everyone should get whatever is due to them. They should get the justice that they deserve and it shouldn't shouldn't be treated uh, wrongly. So that's one of the first things that drew me towards law. 
And of course, in Delta State, that's a kind of rough community where you see people getting robbed every day. And most times these criminals are just, they just go scot-free. And I'm not really always happy with that because I say, okay, why is it that the people who do these bad things are always allowed to go freely? So that's one of the reasons why I decided to study law. And I'm really happy with it. You want to see the real criminals get the justice yeah. that they deserved? Of course. That's so, just what I want to do. Then I want to see the innocent ones. I want to see them acquitted because most people are they are in, in prison today for crimes they didn't really commit. So I'm not really happy about that. And that's why I feel like I should be an advocate. I should be a lawyer to defend these innocent people and to make those who are who are wrong, who are bad or who are wrong, the criminals in the society get what is due to them or what is right for them. That's very commendable. Uh, hopefully you'll succeed. Thank you. Which year uh, are you studying at the moment? Your first or second year? Oh, first year, first year. So so you're a freshman in, in university. That's really good. Yes. Yes, I am. Thank you. How does the university system <laughs> operate in Nigeria? Is it Do you have to fund yourself to go through university or is it funded by the government? Well, in Nigeria, you have to fund yourself to get to the university. Then when you get there, you can have opportunities to get a scholarship. But, you know, getting in is always a problem for most people. And that's why most people don't always fancy the idea of getting into the university because most of them actually want to get educated. But the problem is that they don't have enough money. And like I have friends who are orphans and most of the time they feel like, okay, I finally, I finally uh, written jump because you have to get uh, right jump to uh, get to get admitted into the university in Nigeria. So most of them, after right, sitting for the exam, JAM, Joint Admission and Matriculation Board, after sitting for the exam, they don't have enough money to further their education. So, okay, after JAM, what comes next? They have to write post-CTME. They don't have money to obtain the form to write the exam. And most of them, after writing the exam, they don't have enough money to pay for the acceptance fee, accommodation, tuition, and all. So in Nigeria, we don't have um, a free education at the university level. Everyone has to fund themselves to get to university. And that's where some people try to find sponsors if their parents are not alive or get their relatives to help them th uh, through their university education because it's not free. But though they can get scholarships after obtaining admission or getting admission into the university. So are your parents helping you out or are you doing it all yourself? Do you have a part-time job to help fund this? Well, my parents are helping me out with this, but um, I, I also have some uh, things I do to get some little cash. Like I'm a freelance writer, so that's also helping me with cash. But basically everything about my education is funded by my parents. So how did you get into freelance writing? Well, I've always loved writing as a kid. And that's, I wrote my first book um, when I was 11, though it wasn't published. I still have the manuscripts around here in the house. And um, it wasn't published, but I started writing at a very early age because my mom, my dad, and my grandma would buy books, story books for me. And I'll read those story books and start writing and that was how it all started. It all started like that when I was young, reading and writing. Then at 11, I started writing books and I wrote my first book. I finished it 
though it wasn't published. And my mom was recently, my mom wanted to uh, go with the whole thing, but I told her to stop, to stop it because because um, I felt like the book was a bit childish because um, now I'm older, I'm 18 now, and I believe I can write better now. So that was how it all started. And I began to write for uh, organizations, began to post our articles on social media platforms, on Facebook, began to reach out to people, created an account on Upwork and Fiverr. And before I knew it, people started recommending me. Like um, last year, I got... Uh, a message from someone, a stranger, I never knew the person before then on WhatsApp. And the person was like, okay, a friend of yours gave me your contact and uh, said you could help me write because the person was looking for a content writer. So that was just how it started. And I just got involved in freelance writing. And I really enjoy doing it because writing is one of the things I'm very passionate about. Fantastic. So <laughs> we're going to develop it a bit more. How do you go about getting new clients? Get, oh, getting new clients. Well, to start with, um, I started uh, writing for a freelance company, an organization in Nigeria. And the, the, my boss was a bit strict, but he would he would test me. Like when I first got to know him, he gave me a test. And after the test, he accepted me to write uh, for him. And he would provide jobs for me on weekly. Like I've written books for people that are well-known in the world. I've written books for people all over the world, people in America, um, people in China, people in different parts of the world because I was working with him because he runs a uh, freelance writing company. But when it became too, um, should I say, too frustrating because working with someone who doesn't appreciate you, when you get the pay, it doesn't look as if... It, I don't, I don't think you understand, but when you work with someone, you're not appreciated. When you are supposed to get paid, the person doesn't pay you. Meanwhile, you're the one doing most of the, most of the work. So when I got tired of enduring his, uh, should I say, his attitude, I had to leave him. And I started writing on my own. Friends uh, recommended companies that needed content writers. And that was how I just branched out on my own. Had to create my um, profile on other freelance writing websites like Upwork and Fiverr. And that was how I started getting clients for myself. Then on Facebook, I would post and write articles. And people began to understand, okay, this girl is actually a writer. And that was how people began to uh, contact me to help them with articles and other things. That was how it started. That sounds brilliant. And and do you get plenty of work coming in? Yes, yes, yes. But most times, because of schoolwork, I... And other personal things, because I, I'm into so many things, actually. Uh, I actually have interest in so many things. And my mom would say it's normal for um, a young girl of my age to be interested in so many things. So because of my podcasting, uh, bead making, because I actually make beads, um, schoolwork, um, personal writings, because I actually write poems. Um, on February 13th, I wrote a poem about... Um, people's flawed perspective about love. Because I do those kind of things, I kind of create time for myself. Like, okay, this week I'm going to write an article. Uh, I'm going to get gigs. And this week I won't be available for any job, no matter what. So that was how I've been able to schedule the whole thing and just know when to accept and when to decline. Ah. So you're a young lady of many talents, then. <laughs> yeah, I can say that. 
No, I'm still trying to improve in some of my talents. I'm trying to get involved in so many things. Even in writing, I'm trying to develop myself every day to know what's happening. Because just like just like in every business, in every industry, things are always changing. There's always an evolution. So in writing, like if I have to create a con- a content for a blog or a website, I have to understand that these content I'm writing must be uh, SEO optimized. So there's what we call SEO, search engine optimization. I have to optimize the, the article for SEO so that the, the, the website or blog can rank high on Google. So because of all these things, LSI keywords, uh, all these kind of things, I have to develop myself every day, I have to read, have to um, read, um, watch so many tutorials on YouTube, do so many things just to develop myself. And even in podcasting, there are so many things coming in and I have to be ready to grasp whatever new thing is coming into the writing industry and podcasting industry. That sounds good. Thank you. Have you time to study as well. Yes, of course. So where do you see yourself going in the future? Wow, that's a very big question. Well, honestly, I see myself doing so many fantastic, so many wonderful things in the future. I believe that in the next 10 years, I should yeah, in the next 10 years, I must have graduated from university as a lawyer. Though I plan to get involved in show business. I'm also going to practice law, but I don't think I'm going to practice law for a very long time because I actually have so many things. I have to write my own book. Like I was discussing with my mom um, a few weeks ago and she was like, Anita, it's actually time for you to write your own book. Like, since you don't want us to publish the other one, you should write something else, write something new. So I have to, I see myself as a reputable and well-known um, African writer. I see myself as uh, someone who is growing or who has grown in show business. And I really see myself as a good lawyer and good podcast, good podcaster with my show getting so many downloads each passing day and just being a woman that everyone would want to emulate and people would look up to. And I want to be someone that is exemplary because I'm also, I'm obviously the eldest child. So I have to set, set a good example for my younger ones to follow. So I just see myself doing great things by, by God's grace and making myself and my parents and every other person that's a part of my life happy and proud of who I become. Of who I become. That's a great ambition. And yeah, a role model you. for your siblings as well. So hopefully yes. they'll, they'll follow in your footsteps and, and become great people in their own right. Yes, like my sister, um, in Nigeria, we um, in West Africa, we write a WIEC, which is West African Examination Council, write the exam. So my sister was the best in her school in the exam. And she really made everyone proud because she had A's and her grades were very like wonderful so I really think that they're doing things to also make me proud and my parents are equally proud of it because you know in a country like Nigeria where opportunities are few and far between like so many people want to do great things in this country but when there are little opportunities you just have to put yourself out there you have to show your parents that okay the money you're spending on your education the money you're spending on developing you is not going it's not it's not going to waste it's not in vain because my parents are the kind of people that even when i was um 13 or 14 i when i was making bids my mom would come and she would ask me anita what do you need to make bids this week 
and I'll say, uh, mom, I need fishing line. I need uh, pliers. And before I knew it, she would get everything for me. So they are always encouraging. Even while I was writing my book then at 11, she would come to me. If she saw that I was still writing, then I was younger. Maybe she saw me still up after reading schoolwork. At, maybe I was still up at 10 p.m. trying to write something in my book. She would sit down with me, uh, give me a glass of milk or something, just they are always encouraging. So in a country like this, where there are, no, there are not so many opportunities, we have to show them that the money they are spending on us, the money they are investing on us, their time and effort is not going to waste. It's not in vain. So that's what my siblings are actually doing. And that's what I'm also doing by developing myself. Because I actually believe that no matter the money I have in life, if I haven't developed myself and put myself out there, everything is going to be in vain. And I don't want it to be that way. Well, you're certainly going about it the right way. You certainly come up with a, a certainly a, a positive mental attitude to, to life <laughs> in general. Yeah, that's because my mom um, is a counsellor. She studied uh, guidance and counselling psychology in university. So that's a very big, a very good cause because she wanted to study law, but she didn't really get in for law. So she decided to do guidance and counseling psychology. And I believe the course has really helped my, uh, I and my siblings because we are actually learning a lot from her. And most of my friends that have listened to my podcast are like, okay, Anita, how come you know all these things? Like my grandma, my grandma called me um, last week. And she was impressed because I sent her an episode of my podcast and she was really impressed because I'm actually her first grandchild. She was like, okay, who is teaching you all these things? How did you learn how to counsel like this? Then I reminded her that grandma, don't forget your daughter is a counselor. Then she was like, yes, she said, I'm so proud. So I'm actually taking the good things that my parents, my mom, my dad are impacting in my life. I'm trying to take it. Why adding mine to it? Because the books I read, I'm also learning some things from the books I read, from the people I meet in life, because I actually love associating with people that are older than I am, because they kind of, they are more wiser, they have seen the world, they're more experienced, they know what to do, they know what to say at the right time, they know the uh, advice to give to you at a particular time or situation in your life. So with those people, those, those wonderful people in my life, my mom, my dad, the good books I've read, my friends and all, I, I, I kind of like developed this kind of mature attitude to life and I really, I'm really proud of the person I am, I'm actually becoming because with this kind of attitude, I see myself going places and I see that the people, good, the good people in my life that are, part of, that are a part of my story are not just wasting their time helping me create or write my story because they're actually shaping who I am now and who I will be in the future. That sounds brilliant. So what's your next step? What are, you, what are your plans for the, for the next year, say? Okay, um, for the next year, I plan to... Um, make my, my podcast uh, in so many countries because my podcast is actually in 16 countries right now. And I'm happy about that. But I want to create more content, more good content. I want to be able to read more books, even because of schoolwork and every other thing. I feel like I don't have um, kind of, I don't have the time or chance to create more episodes and to read other things that are not school related. So because of that, I want to, read more books, prepare myself for the next year and um, make my podcasts 
something that everyone would be willing to listen to next year. Plan to get more uh, audio devices that would help me in my podcast. And I just plan to be um, working towards achieving all my goals and gradually achieving and enjoying myself while achieving my goals for next year. Excellent. Thank you. So how do people get to listen to your podcast? What's the name of your podcast and how can they get to it? Well, the name of my podcast is Conversations with Anita Babs. Well, um, actually, I must say that the person really who helped me uh, get this name for my podcast is my mom and a friend of mine, Jokani, who is also a podcaster, because I was actually thinking of a good name for the podcast. And they recommended this, and I really love it. And people can get to listen to my podcast on Amazon Music, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on iHeartRadio. It's everywhere. Just search for Conversations with Anita Babs. Babs is B-A-B-S. My name is Anita, A-N-I-T-A, B-A-B-S, Anita Babs. So just Conversations with Anita Babs on uh, Amazon Music, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Just search for Conversations with Anita Babs on Google and you find out. You just find um, the link to wherever or whatever platform you want to listen to the podcast. And uh, they can also follow me on Instagram at Conversations with Anita Babs to get things to the present of the podcast. Okay, what I'll do is, I'll, if you can send me the links, I'll put it in the description. Okay, that's that's better. That's great. Thank you. And if if you can send me the, the links to your, your writing as well, where they can get in touch <laughs> with you. Um, All right, I'll do that. Thank you. You, you never know, you may get another contract. To, to rock <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Well, it's been Thanks a- for giving me the opportunity to um, talk about my skills here. So I hope to get more people. It's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you on your podcast. And, you know, you just gave me the opportunity to express myself by asking me unique questions. Because most people, most hosts don't really know questions. And you've really done a very good job by asking me these intelligible questions. Do I see myself in the next 10 years, what I think or what I plan to do next year. And it's been amazing talking with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been an absolute pleasure and a delight talking to you. You're a wonderful young lady and I wish you all the very, very best for the future. You certainly had the right attitude to make a success of your life. If you want to get in touch with Anita, her details are in the description below. I hope you found it fascinating as well and enjoyed it. If you did, please share it with your friends. If your podcast app allows, please put a review and rate it, as this would help me massively. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast.
If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you.